0: Angel fans, our halos haven't made any significant moves as of yet. And John and I did our GM shows and we told the Angels what moves they should do. So I don't know what's taking so long. So today we've decided to do a GM redo. Who would we sign of the remaining free agents? It's time to get locked on with Mike and John. And this is Locked on Angels.
1: You are locked on Angels. Your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you want to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Super Halo content, here's some things that you can do. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe and become a Locked On everydayer. We love our everydayers. And whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. You can download the GameTime app, create an account, and use our code locked on for 20 dollars off your first purchase
1: happy friday to you and thanks for being here for this episode of locked on angels where it's your team every day you've got the Frisch brothers here with you aka the super halo bros my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john mike it's time to do a little gm redo on today's show but before (laughs) we get to that just want to remind everybody that next week we'll be back to monday wednesday friday episodes right up until spring training where we will switch to five days a week again and of course, if you haven't done so already, we would love to have your vote for Best Baseball Podcast for the 2024 Sports Podcast Awards. That link is in the episode description, whether you're watching or listening. We'd love for you to help us out there. Help us become the best baseball podcast. Our mighty little Locked On Angels train is <laughs> up against some some big names out there, Mike. So it'd yep. be great to have the support of our Locked On everyday or on today's show as i mentioned our gm redo who would we sign from the remaining free agents considering the angels didn't follow our gm plans like we told them to Come and on. so now we've got to uh take a look at who's still out there so let's take a look at some of the remaining free agents mike
0: yeah putting this list together john it opened my eyes to a couple of things first thing is that i know that there's been a frustration with angel fans that the angels haven't done anything and that perry hasn't made any moves but Honestly, nobody has. I mean, looking at this list
1: and going, wow.
0: At, well, I, I could say outside of the Dodgers, nobody has, right? right. Like, well,
1: and you just look at the transaction logs on MLB.com and you can see like the Rangers have signed someone to a minor league deal. Yes. The White yeah. Sox have signed so-and-so to a minor league deal. Like that's right. that's all that's happening right now. Now I'm worried. I know that before the holidays, we said, well, Yamamoto, Otani, they're signed. Now the market can get moving. Then it was the holidays. All right. So after the holidays, now yeah. the market can get moving. Yeah. Now, Shoda Imanaga has until January 11th to make a decision, uh, because that's the limit on his posting. Yeah. And so are we gonna have to wait until January 11th before the market gets going? Like, come on, guys! Like, right? Let's make some moves here, teams. Right. Right. It
0: feels like a couple of years ago. Remember, a couple of years ago, before spring training, there weren't any big signings. And some of the like big players that were out there, they signed during spring training. And so there Harper. was a there was a long delay. Harper was one of them. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, it feels kind of like. We're in that off season again, and I wonder if it has to do with the economy of baseball. I know that some of the teams lost their TV deals, uh, the Mariners being one of them, and they're trying to figure out how to figure that out, right? And so, oh, I think, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have brought up the Mariners, but they were no, an n- not even
1: the Mariners just like, oh, we, we don't know about our TV deals. Sure, and stuff like sure. Like, Come on. Like you guys make <laughs> enough money.
0: You're no, that, be just fine. That's right. But I wonder if that's because, if that's maybe impact. totally what it is. The, the yeah. free agent stuff, right? And so they're trying to count their, count their pennies before they spend them, right? Yeah. So looking at this list, Johnny, uh, uh, obviously we have every every position here. Um, let's start let's with catchers. Let's start at the top with all yeah, 100 start with names. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to read through the entire list. No, let's start yeah. with the catchers. There's a few names on here that stand out, of course. Gary Sanchez, Mike Zuzino, uh, Yasmani Grandal, Sandy Leone, Austin Nola. Those are some of the bigger names that are out there. The names that I removed from this list as I was going through to prepare for the show it to your point as people have been signed it was like who who's that Mm -hmm. you know like there wasn't really that many big names that have been signed so far but any intriguing names on the catchers list that you're curious like I wonder why they haven't signed yet or would the angels consider signing them as you look at that list what names stand out
1: well there's been a locked on everydayers a lot of locked on everydayers who have suggested that Where Blake Snell goes, Gary Sanchez will follow uh, because they built up kind of a rapport in San Diego. Uh, Obviously, the Padres, you know, kind of gave Gary Sanchez uh, a second lease on his career and he put up a three war uh, in in that time, Mike. And he's 31 years old. I know we have plenty of catching depth, but you could see a world where if the Angels get Snell and they want to bring in Sanchez, perhaps that opens up a trade. For Matt Theis so Gary Sanchez is is one that intrigues me not the best defender uh, he's he's okay at the plate and so it's kind of asking a lot to have a personal catcher in the yeah. form of Gary Sanchez for Blake Snell I don't know if that's necessarily the case but I have heard that from a lot of people yeah.
0: Moving to first base, the name that stands out to me, Johnny, of course, is Reese Hoskins. Yeah. We'll talk more about him uh, later, but 2.3 war last year, 31 years old. He's available. He's out there and he would probably be of the remaining free agents, maybe the best signing as I look over this list. Of course, CJ Crone is out there. Trey Mancini is out there as well. Carlos Santana, who has performed and he's performed with the Pirates most recently, I believe. And, and, and of course, Brandon Belt is out there as well. So some of the those are some of the names that stand out. What, what do you think?
1: Garrett Cooper is a, uh, a often a fantasy pickup of mine. He always seems to hmm. get on a nice hot streak. He was with the the Marlins the last couple of years, and man, every time I picked him up, I just kind of rode that hot hand and that hot bat for a while. And so him being 33, putting up a 1.6 WAR last year, maybe not as good as uh, the previous year in 2022, but I remember. Uh, Having him on my fantasy team because it seemed like a pickup that made sense. But Mike, I'm with you. Reese Hoskins, if we're looking for that DH type who can also play a position, especially somebody who can fill in for Sean Wel against lefties, I think Reese Hoskins is a is an excellent choice there.
0: Second baseman, of course, Elvis Andrews is out there. Whit Merrifield, somebody that you're excited about. We'll talk about that in our future segments. Tony Kemp is always a name that that catches my attention, right? TK's under, baby. He's a guy that'll get on base, and he's a guy that'll cause problems, and he's always caused problems for the Angels, but then if the Angels did sign him, then he would be somebody that wouldn't cause problems for anybody else. That's how it works for the Halos, right? And then Odor is on the list, and I just was surprised to see that he's only 30 years old. I feel like he's been around Mm -hmm. for 30 years, but he's he's only 30 years old. Any names stand out besides... Whit Merrifield, any names stand out on the, on the second base list as, as somebody you're surprised hasn't signed anywhere
1: yet? You know what? I hadn't really thought about Odor very much, and to me, I always mix up him and IKF. I don't know why I do that, but I feel like Odor could be that IKF type in that I wanted IKF to come off the bench. I was going to sign him for a cheap deal. Obviously, it sounds like he's going to play a lot of third base for the Blue Jays since they didn't get Matt Chapman back. So maybe Odor is is kind of that up-the-middle guy that the mm. Angels could use off the bench. Um, I need to look into his defensive stats before I yep. make that decision, though.
0: Yeah, speaking of up-the-middle, when you talk about shortstops, Tim Anderson is on that list, John, and he will forever be connected to the Angels because of our friends at Foul Territory. And yeah. so uh, do, do you think that that would even be a a worthy signing for the Angels if they went and got somebody like
1: a Tim Anderson. If he comes off, or I shouldn't say come off the bench, if he's playing second base and not shortstop and then fills in for Zach Neto at shortstop on days that he needs off, you can move Dr- Drury over to second to play and have Tim Anderson at short. Mike, the Angels don't really have a backup shortstop. And and if you're planning on running out Luis Renjifo, that makes me real nervous because he's not – I think shortstop is probably his worst position. Yeah, and he's he's able to do it, but and I'm hoping that his defense improves with Ron Washington. But I I think to me now that we're at this point of the season, I think you go with an Ahmed Rosario. I think you go with mm. Tim Anderson. Even I I'd take Tim Anderson on a on a prove it deal. I know that we talked about this on our making the case that was many months ago when. Free agency was just beginning. Yeah. And and both of us decided, nah, pass on Tim Anderson. At this point, I say bring him in if you can. Third base, of course, Matt Chapman's out there, 31 years old. Johnny had a
0: 7.6 war last season. A lot of defense. That's really good on defense. And because the Angels have had a a big hole at third base, I wonder if Chapman would be somebody they considered. I know that his name has gotten gotten brought up by a lot of everydayers. I think the price tag is what is keeping maybe the Angels – in the category of eh, we're not really mm-hmm. sure. I wonder if because there's been a delay in signing free agents, if the price tag goes down a bit for Matt Chapman, do you think so? Or do you think that that doesn't matter at all?
1: I, I don't think that's going to matter when it comes to third baseman, because you look at the names here and really it's Chapman Turner and maybe Gio Urshela and and Urshela is not somebody. Well, I shouldn't say that I was going to say that he's not somebody you want to rely on every day. I just, I think Matt Chapman is obviously the stud third baseman that everybody would want. Now the bat is not as great as it's been in previous years. It kind of fell off this past year, but again, that 7.6 war, you can't turn that down. You can't turn your nose up at that right. Matt Chapman is a defensive wizard over there. Mike, looking at left fielders and even center fielders and right fielders, lots of guys remaining out there. Jock Peterson, Tommy Pham, Joey, Joey Gallo is an interesting one. If you just Mm -hmm. need that power bat, Obviously, Cody Bellinger in center field, Harrison Bader remaining. A lot of talk about the Angels and Teoscar Hernandez, Mike. And so I think those are going to be some interesting positions as well. Any outfielders that stand out to you? Harrison Bader
0: is one that just hmm. catches my attention just simply because he's an energy guy and and he's been able to hit a little bit. He plays some good defense, 2.5 war last season. I don't think he'd cost a whole lot. And he feels like with the way that the Angels have been signing players, he feels like the kind of guy that the Angels would sign. I don't necessarily know if they really need an extra mm-hmm. outfielder, right? Like it feels like maybe it's an extra guy that they don't need. They should probably move to the infield or go to the bullpen and and starting pitching, of course. But Harrison Bader, he, he stands out to me as somebody that is intriguing. I just mm-hmm. don't necessarily think it would be a great signing for the Angels. When you look at uh, designated hitters, Johnny, uh, JD Martinez is at the very top. He was somebody mm-hmm. that I picked in my GM show last year to be on the Angels. And then of course he went to LA and hit 30 plus home runs but he only played in about 117, I think, games. Yeah, he had some injuries, injuries Yeah, the back injuries. And then, of course, Jorge Soler is is on that list, and he had a massive year last season. Of those two guys, would you be excited if the Angels signed JD, or would you be excited if the Angels signed Soler?
1: My answer is no. I don't no. want a DH. <laughs> I don't want a full-time yep. DH. I think that the Angels are probably the one team in the league that doesn't need a full-time DH because they have plenty of guys who can fill in there. I'd even take, you know, Mickey Moniac when he can't play the outfit. Yeah. Like, put him there. And, again, I want to see yeah. Ohapi take at-bats every single day as well. And if he's not going to be catching so many games, he can still DH. So to give up that DH spot I think would be a disservice to the guys who are on this team. Mike, yeah. a lot of starting pitchers left here. Right. Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Kershaw's out there. Uh, Marcus Stroman is also there. Michael Lorenzen, who had a mm-hmm. really good year between mm-hmm. the Tigers and the Phillies. Mike Clevenger is an interesting one. Sean Maniah is someone I'm a fan of because we met at the Your bar where I do karaoke. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he seems like a depth piece at this yeah. point. He did a lot of bullpen pitching out there as well. Uh, Mike out of those starting pitchers, any names that jump out at you that you would want? I would want somebody who's right-handed, honestly. No, no we're, kidding. Oh, so
0: left-handed dominant right now. And so I would, I would take a flyer on a few of these guys. I think Lorenzen's somebody who's always intriguing. Clevenger, if he's healthy, I think if he could find his rhythm from last year or from the uh-huh. years past, that would be somebody that would be really intriguing. And then you move to the relief pitchers. Of course, the Angels need relief pitching. And we'll talk more about that in our segments, but John, just the top five names that are there of those top five names. uh, Hector Neris is an intriguing Mm. selection for me because he was somebody that didn't necessarily close, but he had a 2.5 war and was at the end of the bullpen and Really held it down. Matt Moore, of course, is on there. And then Josh Hader is still out there. And mm-hmm. the rumor is, is Josh Hader is looking for a massive deal. I'm sure. uh, $200 million is what uh, some reports are. And then a name that I'm going to talk about later on is Yariel Rodriguez. And he's somebody yeah. that's coming over from Cuba that I on my first GM show, I thought he would be a great signing for the Halos.
1: Uh, Jordan Hicks and Robert Stevenson as well are going to yep. be game changers in the bullpen, so I know that the Angels have added some small pieces to the bullpen, but man, if they could just get one more good name in that bullpen, that would change the outlook of of that pen for sure. Hey, we appreciate making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're just getting started here on Locked On Angels. Coming up, Mike's gonna share who's on his list, and I'm gonna share who's on mine. Who we are grabbing from this free agent pool now that a lot of our picks have already been signed. We're gonna get into all of that. Coming right up.
0: Locked on Angels is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices are shown right up front so you know what you're getting and if it's a great deal you know that there's no hidden fees there's no hey what's that i gotta spend money on that you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps and you're set and game time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets in fact game time has deals on tickets right up until the start of every event and even an hour after it starts it's the place to find last minute tickets you can get exclusive flash deals sponsor deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more and then they have zone deals where you pick the section and game time picks the seats and you get about an average of 18 percent in savings so again they're looking for ways to save you money. And they got the game time guarantee, which means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and in the same row for less, game time is gonna credit you 110% of the difference. So essentially, you get free tickets and and added 10% for new tickets that you want to go and purchase. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. You can download their app right now, create an account, and use our code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. There are some terms that do apply. So again, create an account and redeem with our code locked on for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. <laughs>
1: Thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Speaking of everydayers, you know that Locked On has launched the very first national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is where it's at. You can find all the top stories in sports of the day covered by the local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows as well. So head on over to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel. All right, Johnny, let me give you my picks
0: of the current crop of free agents. If I was GM, PM. Hit me. What I would do with the Angels. Here's some of my philosophy here. First of all, I think that you have, in guys like Michael Stefanik, you have some good backup pieces that Mm. you could play. So mm. I didn't go at all to the middle of the infield mm. simply because I think that you have some rotating pieces that you can bring up that you can play. Perhaps Kyron Paris is a part of that as well. And so I changed my philosophy a little bit. I focused on pitching, 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 and more mm. pitching. And the Angels have about 70 million dollars before they hit that luxury tax threshold. Is that all? And and so I think that they could get all of these guys and it wouldn't it wouldn't be painful to do it. They wouldn't hit the luxury tax. So What's that
1: line from uh Seinfeld, figure out a way to get bonds and Griffey. You don't have so to give up that to much,
0: give up much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. I feel like George Costanza here. So pay attention,
0: Artie. Uh first thing I would do, Johnny, is I would continue to go after Yariel Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. He's 27 years old. He's coming from Cuba. He played with the Cuban team in the WBC. Like I, I, there's something about this guy that just draws my attention. I don't think mm. that he's going to cost a whole lot and with the angels and the way that they're structured right now Mm -hmm. I think that cost is obviously playing into that so I think Rodriguez would be great he's a bullpen arm and he's somebody that I think would really benefit this team in the bullpen it's an added arm for this team to extend what this team needs because you and I talked about on yesterday's show the innings that they need to fulfill and they don't need just innings fulfilled they need quality innings
1: fulfilled and not giving up a whole bunch of runs right Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rodriguez is not somebody I'm seeing on a lot of radars. Maybe I'm not Mm -hmm. looking in the right places here, Mike, but I don't know because you've done the research here. Do you see people talking about him? Because I certainly
0: haven't. There was a couple of American League teams in the in the East that had uh, mm. been rumored to be connected with him, but he's certainly not hit the top of many lists of conversations from those that are reporting. Buster Olney's those types of people, and perhaps because the Angels might be interested, and in the uh, national media doesn't care what the Angels <laughs> do. Um, the 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 second arm that I would sign, Johnny, is I would go after Jordan Hicks. Yeah, and I would I would bring him in, and we bring him in. Miles Finch, we bring in <laughs> Jordan Hinch and uh, Jordan Hicks, and I think that that. that he would be a great solid piece for the back of the bullpen. It gives uh, Estevez an opportunity to learn from somebody who's done it, but Hmm. it also gives Estevez an opportunity to not be in high-pressure situations all of the time. I think they can rotate in and out. And honestly, I think Carlos might be better in like the seventh or eighth inning. Hmm. And if he's getting figured out, you have somebody that you can fall back to in a Jordan Hicks to try to close out the games. So those are the two bullpen pieces that I would get. And then, John, I would go after two right-handed starting pitchers. The first would be Jordan Montgomery, Mm. and the second would be Marcus Stroman. Mm. And I have not been a fan of Marcus Stroman, and I don't know if I'm completely sold on this, so I'm talking this out loud and trying to convince myself. But I think two right-handed pitchers in this starting rotation will be so necessary with guys like Sandoval and with guys like Detmers. And, of course, I think Tyler Anderson is going to be somebody there as well, so those would be the two pieces that I would go and get if I was GNPM. Got bad news for you, bud. Oh no! Did they, what happened?
1: Montgomery's a lefty. <laughs> oh, he is a lefty. You're right. <laughs> he is a lefty. You, and you said that, and everybody listening and watching went no, started yelling, yelling at you me. <laughs> yeah, started yelling at me. You're right. He is a lefty. I uh, Yeah, I would look, still go after him. <laughs> no would still get him. Well, and and I'm gonna make this case later on, but. If you bring in another lefty, then you have the opportunity to move yeah. one of the lefty, one of the many lefties that you have in this rotation, who are of value. I mean, yeah. if you swap a Montgomery for Sandoval, I mean, I wouldn't be mad about that, Mike. Sure. I mean, if sure. Sandoval can yield you something good back in return, yeah, or be part of a package. I, I would take it. So the fact that Montgomery is a lefty, look, he's durable. He's got a yeah. lot going on for him. So I don't think that that's a bad call at all. Now, Stroman, of course, a righty. And uh, we talked about him at some point, I think a fan mail Friday, and felt like eh, it's a little too close to Tyler Anderson. But yeah, again, at this point, I think the Angels need to invest in some starting pitching right now right. and build for the long term.
0: Right, I would make Montgomery just pitch right-handed. Uh, the two, uh, <laughs> the two pieces I would bring in for the infield and the outfield are Tay Te- Oscar Hernandez. Hmm. I would put him in left field because I don't know what the story is with Taylor Ward, and I think I would open up myself up. Uh, I would open myself up to possibly trading Taylor Ward for some pieces or mm-hmm. or something along those lines. And then Hoskins, I just love Hoskins and the energy that he brought to Philadelphia. I think that he could be a great. Uh, one-two punch over at first base with Sean Well, And so these are the guys that I think I would run with if I was GMPM and try to sign some of them, maybe all of them. I would want to sign one starter and one reliever for sure. And so if I'm, if I'm signing a starter, it's Montgomery. If I'm signing a reliever, it's Hicks. And I think that that would really help this Angel team right now. Any final thoughts on my selections here?
1: Well, we mentioned it in segment one, but Maurice Hoskins, again, is kind of that guy you can plug in at DH, but also have you play some first base. So he's not, I'm not saying that DH only types are, are useless. I just think that the Angels need to make the most of it. And if they are going to have their guys play the field, then Hoskins can be that that DH type. Mike Teoscar Hernandez doesn't excite me. And, and I'm yeah. not sure why, uh, but for me, it feels like he is the next, jd martinez where ah. he's he's in the outfield and then he suddenly becomes a dh only type of guy uh it also kind of reminds me maybe of like upton i i really sure. i don't i don't know what the basis is here but i lots I, of strikeouts I, that's the problem lots yeah, of strikeouts yeah and and so it just it, it's hard for me to get on board with that i understand the notion of like trading ward if you bring in another outfielder i also don't want to displace moniac or Adele in this situation as well. So those are kind of my thoughts there um, with your picks, but great picks. I think that you're definitely right in terms of the starting pitching and the bullpen. Those are must adds for the angels in 2024. Locked on Angels is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel
0: with the NFL regular season wrapping up. There's still time to get involved in all of the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And this app is really easy to use. There's so many ways that you can use it, so many ways that you could bet. There's same game parlays. you can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays, and of course, if you don't know what a parlay is, Fanduel is going to help explain that. There's so much more you can do on the app, so visit Fanduel.com/lockedon
1: to make your first bet. Fanduel is the official betting partner of the NFL. And today's Locked On Angels is brought to you by our friends over at Logics Credit Union. The best lineup in Los Angeles right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logics. It's not the Angels. It's not the Dodgers. It's not even the starting lineup for the Lakers. It's the lineup of auto loans over at Logics. Mike. They start off at the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Next up, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. I'm kind of interested in an electric car i might uh, have to check that out rounding out their lineup they've got their they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans with these guys you could lower your monthly payment and get on the road to owning your car so much faster seriously no one can beat the lineup at logic so visit your local logics branch right here in the la area and let one of their amazing team members help you, or just apply online in minutes at logixbanking.com/car. That's l-o-g-i-x banking.com/car. All
0: right, Johnny, it's your turn. Who would you select from this current crop of free agents right now? Ready, I- set, go. Go. Can
1: I just <laughs> tell you the guys who? were on my list and got swooped up by all the other teams that I'm frustrated with. So, first of all, Aaron Nola, going back to the Phillies, that was somebody I thought would be a huge play for the Angels. Now, him going back to the Phillies makes so much sense because he wants to get that team to the playoffs, as he's done before, and help them win it all. And I don't see a reason why Aaron Nola would want to leave. Mike, Yeri De Los Santos was a guy that I wanted to sign on a minor league deal, and lo and behold, the Yankees picked him up and... Put him on a minor league deal. So yeah. Yankees, you need a new GM over there. I'd be happy to help <laughs> you out. I don't know if I could work with the uh, Steinbrenners and, and Cashman and all those guys, though. Uh, Isaiah kind for of Leff, I mentioned him earlier. He's with the Blue Jays. I wanted him off the bench in a backup role. It sounds like he's going to get a pretty prominent role with the Blue Jays, Mike. This one really frustrates me. Shelby Miller went to the Tigers. He's going to pitch out of the pen. Mike, he was sitting right there for most of the offseason. season. And he's exactly what Matt Moore was last year for us, but better. And I know he had uh, an injury at some point with the Dodgers, but the thing was is the way that Matt Moore proved that he had a uh, a bullpen arm from being a starter all his career with the Rangers, Shelby Miller did that with the Dodgers, and so Miller and Moore, for me, were going to be great pickups, but unfortunately that's no longer the case. And then, of course, Shohei Ohtani to the Dodgers. I was going to burst through the luxury tax for Shohei Ohtani. That did not happen, obviously. No, nope. We've, uh, <laughs> we've uh, waxed poetic on that plenty of times. Mike, yeah. I am still in on, from my previous GM episode, Whit Merrifield. Okay. I think that Whit Merrifield would be a great addition to this team in terms of playing the outfield and up the middle at second base. And his he has said his preference is to play second base, hmm. but he's also a great defender in the outfield. I wanted to give him eight and a half million, maybe like a two year deal, similar to what Drury got. Uh, He's 85th percentile in speed. He stole 26 of 36 stolen base attempts last season. Mike, I I mentioned this on my last episode. He's got a contact first approach, meaning he's got a 272 batting average, a 17.1 K K rate, which was 5% lower than league average. He's 81st percentile in strikeout percentage and he's 82nd percentile in whiff percentage. He's got an 82.1 contact rate and a 9% swinging strike rate. So everything about Whit Merrifield says contact, contact, contact. Um, I want to see him hit for average. He can move runners over, and he's got a 282 batting average last season with runners on base. Last year with runners in scoring position, he hit 296, and he's got a career 295 average with runners in scoring position scoring position and so again one of the major issues from the angels last year was being able to drive in those runs and merrifield seems like somebody who can change his approach and get those runners in the next guy that i'm keeping from my gm episode is matt moore he's still out there mike and i still think the angels should bring him back i mean he you can stabilize the bullpen with a guy like matt moore he's got a proven track record now and i added this from last time but he's got a really sustainable. Like three pitch mix, where you're not worried that his arm's gonna fall off. You're not worried about the fact that you know he's gonna have injury issues over the years because his fastball sits so about 93, 94. He's got about an 84 mile an hour changeup, and he's also got the curveball as well. So bringing back Matt Moore, I think, would help this bullpen out a lot. In addition to the names that you mentioned, uh, especially like Jordan Hicks and uh, Yariel Sanchez. Now, my new additions here. Um, not not Candy Girl new addition, but my new additions. Uh, here are Jordan Montgomery, uh, a lefty, Michael, yes, a left handed yes. <laughs> starting pitcher. And again, I think the case here is that if you bring him in, it does free you up to kind of move some pieces around. But Mike, in 2023, he had 32 starts, he went 10 and 11, but four and two with the Rangers after he got traded from the Cardinals, where he went six and nine. So you could tell that it was more of a Cardinals issue and not a Montgomery issue in St. Louis uh, with that win loss record. He's got a 320 ERA last season, and that was actually 279 with the Rangers, 188 and two thirds innings pitched. We talked about that yesterday. A guy who can take up a bunch of innings for you. He had a 138 ERA plus, meaning he was 38% better than league average, and a 4.1 baseball reference war Mike. So, A great starting option here. A three and a half FIP fielding independent pitching, which is above average. Four is about league average for most guys. A 1.193 walks and hits per innings pitched. And uh, just a guy that I think we definitely need to add. Now, my next one, and I've come around on this, is Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Uh, Being in the outfield, playing at first base. Mike, I buy it. I buy what he's selling. He had a 133 OPS plus last year, 4.4 Baseball Reference WAR, a 307 average, and 881 OPS. Mike, I, I think having a left-handed power bat who can play the outfield and play incredible defense and play first base, I think putting him in the middle of that order where he can drive people in and steal bags, I, I'm for it. And I and I buy I buy 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 on Bellinger. Um, not in sync. That's my second music reference here. <laughs> I'm not worried about the hard hit percentage. I'm not worried about the exit velo because when you adjust your swing in situational hitting, you're going to sacrifice some power for contact. So if you have runners on or you're in a two-strike count, you're going to do what Cody Bellinger did. You're going to take away some of that big, hefty swing and just put the ball in play and make contact. And most times you see what Bellinger is going through and you think, oh, that guy's power is... Dwindling, he's getting older, he's getting weaker. That's not what's happening here. And like I said, you trade contact for or you trade power for contact. He had the highest contact rate of his career, Mike, with 81.2% last year. He had the highest zone contact of his career last year with 88%. So again, the numbers show that Cody Bellinger wasn't getting weaker. In fact, he was just putting the ball in play more and sacrificing power. For contact, even if he wants a 10 year deal, Mike at age 28, not very many free agents are free agents at age 28. So I think that there's uh we're going to get the best years of Cody Bellinger from age 28 to at least 33, maybe 34. I know at the end of the contract, it might be a little bit difficult, but Mike, as far as next year goes. I'm in on Cody Bellinger. What do you think? I love it because he's protection for Mike Trout in the lineup. I love that you got a bullpen arm. We know
0: what we're going to get with Matt Moore. And then having Jordan Montgomery in this lineup, starting rotation can help give some flexibility. So I, I, I think bottom line is Angels, we've done something. It's now your move, right? It's now your move. (laughs) Time time for you to do something, Angels. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Make your second listen. Locked On Sports today. They are a 24-7 streaming channel, and they're covering the top sports stories of the day. You can go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel.
1: give us a follow at lockdown angels on twitter and at super halo bros on twitter and instagram once again we're up for best baseball podcast so take a minute to vote for us with the link in the episode description whether you're watching or listening mike what do we have on deck for monday's show we're gonna ask this question is this
0: GMPM's last season Ooh. What needs to happen in order for the Angels to extend him? And would they perhaps give him one more year just so that he has two years with
1: Ron Washington? Mm. We're gonna talk all about that on Monday on Locked On Angels. Looking forward to that conversation. We hope you guys have a great weekend. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. All right, take care, everybody, and we'll see you back here on Monday.
0: I can't believe that I thought Montgomery was right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to the best of us. It was, it was a long day. <laughs>